0: Living in faithful truth, John 8 and 32 says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, power to lift you up. Power to set you free. We need a power lift. The truth will set you free. Living in faith for truth. Receive the work in need. Power of the gospel ministries. Preach the word indeed. We here to help each other, witness the truth and protect each other. So we set aside ourselves so we can reach each other. So let your worship cry, let your praise out, and let the truth of in you release that holy shine.
1: Greetings, greetings, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Reverend Red, and with me, I have the beautiful and the lovely Lady
2: Crystal. And we are
1: here with you once again on this great, well, in Texas, in Dallas, it's a stormy Thursday night, but it's all good, because God is great, God is awesome, and we are just blessed to be on, once again, on Positive Power 21, with our producer, Jerry Ross, for another, what's the word we say, like, to say, Lady Kate? Hot. Prolific. Prolific and hot. Prolific is your show. My show. This is hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hot and full of energy and we going to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I'm just excited about our guest tonight. I'm excited about today. Lady K how your day been? Has been been great? It has been excellent Did you did you did you vote today? As I believe. Yeah, okay. I, I, I a All of it. Praise singer, the Lord. All of it. Praise the Lord. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Amen. We're gonna promote voting. We're not gonna holler at why candidates. You, you hear them. You hear them talking all that. But we don't tell you to go vote. Okay. I believe common sense will prevail. Okay. Just go mm-hmm. vote. <laughs> <I> not <can't laughs> say nothing else. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I praise the Lord for everyone. I bless the Lord for everyone that's coming in on tonight. I hope that we find you blessed. You know, Lady Crystal and myself, pray for blessings and, and, and healing and deliverance and victory over everyone that's coming in. We'll watch us, listen to us live, and we'll listen to the replay. Amen. So we pray that you're walking blessed, you're living blessed, you're speaking blessed, and you're believing in blessings in your life. Amen. with that being said, Lady Kaya, can I get to the Lord, go to the Lord in a word of prayer.
2: Absolutely. Let us
1: pray. Heavenly Father, we come here. Thank you, Father God, for yet another great, awesome, wonderful, perfect day, Father God. We might have imperfect problems, Father God, but you are a perfect God, Father God. This is a perfect day, a day that we haven't seen before, and a day that we won't see again, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you by your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your favor. You have allowed us to live this far in this day, Father God. That alone is praiseworthy, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for the Positive Power 21 family, Father God, every show. And every day, at every time, Father God, we pray that it's a blessing to anyone that tune in and listen right now, Father God. We pray for our producer, Jerry Ross, right now, Father God, and the mighty name of Jesus and his family, Father God. And we're just thankful and grateful to be a part of the family right now, Father God. So, Father God, bless our guests on tonight right now, Father God. Bless our listening audience on tonight, Father God. Bless the one that was coming in and watch, listen to the replay, Father God, worldwide, Father, God, we just thank you for the opportunity. We just thank you for the platform. Father, God, we just thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, we do pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Amen
2: again. Well, you know what I like to do. What you
1: like to do. I like day. to
2: give the announcements. All right. You know. All right. Uh, you
1: do it good, too.
0: Better amen. than
2: me.
1: <laughs> now, if
2: you want to know a little bit more about Power of the Gospel Ministries, go to powerofthegospel.org. Check it out! You, we would love for you to donate and help us expand the territory for the kingdom of God. Again, that is powerofthegospel.org. dot org. You can always find some great, amazing word that Reverend Red delivers on Wednesday and on Sunday. So check out Red R E D D Henry on Facebook and. Coach Red. Coach Red 44 on
1: Instagram.
2: Absolutely. And be impacted by the Word of God. Now, I need you to go to crystalhenry.net. It's time for you to get in the net and connect with me, crystalhenry.net. Why? Because there's some amazing information on that website, online courses, coaching, certifications, and merchandise, to name a few. But one of the things that we've got coming up is the Made to Lead Millions Wealth Cruise. It's not just a cruise, but it's a conference at sea. Make sure you check out Made to Lead Millions Wealth dot com. Get that information. Get on there. Why? Because if you are a coach, a leader, a speaker, a kingdom or and, Author, you need to be on that C in 2023. So check it out, made to leave millions well, Now, I need all the partners out there that want to help me join Team Crystal. All the preachers' wives, the book is coming out and it'll be followed by a video series. There's 20 powerful anointed women of God that have, have been or are Pastor Wise right now. And we are breaking our silence and pulling back the curtains. And so please join me, Team Crystal, tomorrow. will That book will be going on pre-sale. So check out allthepreacherswise.com and support this amazing gospel and the sisterhood of grace. Again, com. So you know what?
1: That's all
2: of our announcements for tonight. And, you know, we have got an amazing gift.
1: I I can see. I've been reading about her. Yes,
2: our gift is um, a woman that is going to make an impact in such a way that she is going to change our destiny and our
1: future. Yes, I see that right here. too. Go ahead.
2: And how is she going to do that? Well, let me just tell you a little bit about her, and you'll understand just what I mean. Our next guest is a native of Wilmington, Delaware. She is got a BA in English with a concentration on ethnic cultural studies. Mm -hmm. She has her master's in early childhood education and concentration on special education. She is hoped to one day become a publisher and a voice, a published author, excuse me, and a voice for children of color. The inspiration behind her first book is the Afro-Latino Alphabet. And so without further ado, we welcome none other than Kiera. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to yes, Lady Kay. I've got another Lady Kay in the room. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, thing having you. thank
1: you. Hi, are uh, you how you doing? I'm great. How are all of you doing? We are great. doing great. We just sitting back bracing for the storm that's coming through tonight and tomorrow, but we already have a storm that's going to start tonight on power lift. Let's go, young lady. <laughs> I'm excited about your your um your bio. I'm excited about the things that you're doing. you know, I work with kids, and you know I've been um a basketball coach, I have a youth minister called Mighty Kings, and I just love building them at, at um, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, building up to know the game mentally, physically, and all that. And so I respect anyone that works with kids to teach, to train um, our future. Um, and I, before I ask you my one question, because, you know, my wife always gets on me because I ask too many questions. Mm. Um <laughs> She always, always jump on me, Mm -hmm. and I I sneak the other one and She won't know it. Mm -hmm. But I, (laughs) but I I just want to share with you when I look at politicians today, and I and I hear them speak, and I see the office and important of the importance of the office they're running for, and I listen them speak. I'm like, who taught them? Who was this teacher? <laughs> so I just thank you that we have, well, I know we have some sensible teachers out there that can teach these kids for our future. So I just want a person to start off this show by thanking you, okay? Amen. Thank, thank you very you. much for what you do. Okay, okay. Now the question I want to open up and that, that was my question, I just made a statement, okay? Mm-hmm. The question the question I want to open up is tell me tell us about your youth. Tell us about the young age. Tell us about when you was a uh, did you live in Delaware all your life? Did you was you raised in Delaware? Yes, I've been in
3: Delaware all my life. I was raised
1: here. Okay, now tell me about this 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 young i I' saying your name right, is it Kiera? Yes, you are saying my name correctly. Thank you for that. let make sure we respect your name. Okay. Lady Kira, tell us about the young Kira coming up. What was the other, I guess, opportunities or choices or thoughts that you had as a young girl coming up? Was you a beauty pageant? Did you want to be a beauty queen? Was you an athlete? Did you want to play basketball or anything else? Tell us, before you really fell in this passion of writing and being an author, what was the other thing that you had on your mind that you thought, maybe, yes, I could be good at this also?
3: Well, as a kid, there was three things I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to okay. be an author, a teacher, or Beyonce. So I got two
2: out of the oh, three. Okay. <laughs> 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 wait, wait
1: a minute,
2: before, wait a minute. <laughs> before you go on. Wait, wait a minute, Lady Kara. Before you go on, now can you sing? No, so you, you okay, said two out of the three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the yeah, the fall back on that. right, so crazy.
1: yeah, so the, the the process of elimination, right, you feel me, yes,
2: <laughs> well
1: praise <laughs> the Lord, you know i don't I don't think the world is ready for two beyonce, but she 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 does enough on her own, but um i yeah. I am glad, but what you are doing. It, it's affecting young people's life. It's affecting our future and all that. So at what age did you kind of like say, okay, I like writing? When did that gift um, or that desire just hit? Were you in the, what, fifth grade, high school, eighth grade? When did you just like, wow, I like writing and I want to be an author?
3: Actually, this started rather early for me since I was in kindergarten. <laughs> I wasn't really? A writer. Are you serious? I was an early oh. reader and i Always loved books. I remember, you know, getting construction paper together at my mom's dining room table with a stapler and just doing my illustrations and just writing stories.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. You just knew that call and you accepted it at an early age. i tell you what, I've got to call me talking about writing books. and. I didn't want to write, didn't want to read. So you, yes, you had a special gift and a call. But you know, the, all of us really do have special gifts to the call. It's the one who accepts it. You know, a lot of us don't accept it. I don't. I don't want to do that. I want to play football, basketball, run around, and all that. You know. But I, I praise the Lord for you that you did well. That was an easy question for you to answer. When you, <laughs> when you do that early like that, that is absolutely awesome. Go ahead, lady K. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. Um...
2: So what I would say is, well, the question I'm going to ask is, when, when you say I wanted to be a teacher, because I am a teacher of the gospel, and so what I used to do is always line up my dolls, and I was always the teacher, and it, all my friends, they were always the students. So did you play teacher when you were young, too? Oh, absolutely. With my dogs, stuffed animals, my baby cousins, even when they didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you a journaler? Did you journal? Oh,
3: you a lot journal? Of
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. My
3: mom got sick of buying me journal after journal after journal, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, my mom cured me. She read my diary, and I was like, I'm not writing anything anymore. (laughs) Well, you got nowhere to hide it. (laughs) Right. Okay, she read my diary. I'm good. Um, So I have a question. Did you win any writing um, competitions or poetry competitions at a young age? Yes. Growing
3: up, I would say definitely in the um, elementary, not really in middle school, but high school years for me my parents would force me into writing competitions because I was kind of shy. I didn't want to really share my writing with others. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess they saw something in me that I didn't see myself at that young age.
2: Hmm. That is so – that is excellent. That's powerful. Now, you have done a lot as far as your education, um, you know, getting your different degrees. Now, I love the fact that you um, – study culture. So was, how was that and was there, is there something that was very memorable that you would like to share tonight that a lot of people may not know?
3: Um, well, absolutely. So as a black educator here in this country, I grew up knowing that people that look like me were not always brought up in curriculum in the classroom spaces. So when I got the opportunity to go to college and actually study not just my history, but the history of other people around the world, it was just like this eye-opening experience. It was like a gift for me and something that I wanted to really share that teacher and wanted to share with others.
2: Excellent. I know in 2020, I um, really started diving in and connecting the dots. On some of the things like the Miranda rights and um, different things affected laws um, what was there anything in 2020 you know after George floyd and and just being shut down in the pandemic that caused um, you to want to bring more attention uh, to certain studies or or and can you even teach some of that so yes. Um, 2020
3: and the death of George Floyd definitely had an impact on me. I think it had an impact on many people around the world. I mean, we saw that worldwide, um, but it just really pushed for me to number one, I became a member of the NAACP within my um, city and state, which I'm very proud of, but also it pushed me to really sit down and reflect and finally become a published author the way I always said I wanted to.
1: Mm, okay. Amen. 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 And, and that's 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 amazing. Now I want to ask you this this question. I'm 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 you know I'm um trolling your your Facebook page and I just sent mm. your friends invite. Okay. You know, so mm-hmm. I let our audience start. We are just meeting you two as as you're meeting us and that makes the interview goes back go so well because I love that. Um and I love that first part when it said desperately wants a library in their house. The anatomy of a bookworm. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah. but I wanna ask you this, this question. Do you know now in the twenty first or twenty second century or twenty whatever you want to call it, do you know and and tell me if I'm wrong, Reading is not popular. Everybody wants to run to YouTube. (laughs) Go go ahead.
3: Yes, as an English teacher, I can tell you, yes, reading is not always as popular as it used to be.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's not as popular as it used to be because there's so many other distractions. It's the swipe generation now. Watch this for 30 seconds. Watch this for a minute. If I want to know something, I just go to YouTube and type it in and I just sit and watch it. I don't want to read about it. I just watch it. The question I want to ask you now that I said that, what do we need to do for those that are from the reading generation that didn't have the, the distraction like they have today? What do we need to do to bring our half-kid mindset go back to just opening a book and just look at a page, and just indulge in a book, and just read to where the words come to life on there. What do I mean? How do you do that? What's what, give give me give me something? To care that's that a great share. So I've
3: always that's a great question. So I've always been a believer that we need to redefine the way we um, look at reading. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with children, especially you know, when they're younger, they believe that a book doesn't count as reading and as being a book unless my teacher gave it to me. And I have to cover for mm-hmm. class and I have to do a project with mm-hmm. it or a paper and assignments and tests and quizzes on it. When actuality, if you are a sports fan, reading an autobiography about your favorite athlete, that is, that is reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are someone who grew up, going to church faithfully with their family week after week after week, reading the Bible, that is considered reading. If you're a yeah. comic book fan, reading comic books and graphic novels, that is considered reading. But also that, I that, think kids
1: yeah.
3: um, get more intrigued to read when they can identify with the characters in the story. There
1: you, there go. you go. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that. Because, you know, yes, I would, I, I would. And I was. Yes. You know that when the that, characters that makes
3: sense look, look like them and look like their family and talk like them and come from the same places that they come from, then mm. it's
1: more intriguing. Mm-hmm. That 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 is good. And then so basically the key to a book is like my wife uh, on the back of her book made to lead millions when she made the statement, Are you are you are you afraid to be a leader? Mm-hmm. and it kind of grabs their what's the, when you write the, the story at the back of the book, what do you call it? It's an synopsis of the book, yeah, and so make somebody want to open up and read. It's kind of like a tease, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? It's right. kind of like a tease, like up a movie preview, right. you know, and like I said, you can share like a like a black woman coming up in corporate America and all that, and so with a, with a child, I guess you just want to share the same thing, the story of other black, kids or people that's going through the struggle. Now, the next question I want to go to, Lady Cake, and I am looking at my question? What's your response to those, or what's your the comment, I could say, I won't say response, I guess comment, on those that don't want you to write about our history, that don't want you to, it's critical and we don't need to know that and stop writing that and stop putting those books in school, we don't want to know that. What's your response on that?
3: My response to those individuals are um, really no response because they're irrelevant to me. I understand mm. my as a black educator, especially at a time like this. So I really don't have time for the critics, but I do have time for my students who want to know their real history.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, and and I love that. Now the, the, I guess that other uh, situation would be uh, your, your school some schools, they don't they want to cut it off because it's like, okay, you don't teach that. If you teach that, you're fired. You know, you have that that situation that's going on. You know, your books are not allowed. So, even you, who would have thought an author would be right. <laughs> going through all this, especially to help our kids and and help with the knowledge of our past and to help with the knowledge of the future. You know, because you like, until you know the truth about your past, then you. You you move into your future to not allow that to happen again, you know, and right. I love great teachers like you that want to share both sides, you know, they're never too young to know because once they get too old and they get stuck in the system, it's like, ain't no use going back telling them now. So that's absolutely amazing. Now, what, what age is your children that you teach?
3: So I am an eighth grade teacher, so I got the
1: big kids. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay, so good, good, good. Okay, so is there any, what's the biggest challenge when it comes to that? The, the biggest attention?
3: challenge is that they want to know everything. They have a question. <laughs> okay, okay. Everything. Currently, we are studying Greek mythology, and we're reading the Odyssey. That's what we're supposed okay. to be doing, but I don't how today in one of my classes, the discussion got on to African American history in regards to enslavement in this country, and I was just so shocked how knowledgeable these kids were in regards to African American history. Um, I was very pleased to know that they knew what the NAACP was. (laughs) All right. So Praise the Lord. Some okay. felt like I was the coolest person on earth to be a part of the NAACP. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. All right. Okay. Okay. That's, that's amazing. That's good. You know, once your kids think you're cool, you're already starting down the right road. Exactly. Yeah, that's very good.
2: Exactly. Yes. It's, it's that <laughs> their attention. <laughs> Knowing that you're a cool teacher, yeah, yeah, that yeah. gets their attention. So yeah, exactly. um, how did you... <laughs> Yes. So, how did you write the Afro Latino
3: alphabet? So, this first book, the Afro Latino alphabet, I would tell people it was a labor of love that I co wrote with my husband, um, Jose. It was, mm-hmm. um, the idea came to us just from a conversation. It was one of those crazy pandemic quarantine days with our two little ones after bedtime, and we're picking up all of their masks in the living room and we started to discuss representation in children's books. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sharing with him that one thing that my mother did any time around book fair time when I was going, growing up, she made sure to get me books with black characters and about black history. Mm, and okay. I, I didn't always appreciate that because, you know, I wanted to get everything that everybody else was getting at the time, but I'm truly thankful mm-hmm. for what she, what she was instilling in me at a young age. I didn't realize it did, yet, but I realized it's going now. And yes. my husband, who yes. is from the Dominican Republic, he um, came to this country at the age of 10 years old, not knowing the English language, basically mm-hmm. teaching himself by watching sports and carrying around a dictionary. Wow. He, talking, he wished that he had more books that were in both English and Spanish to help him along mm-hmm. that language journey.
2: Yes, that I can imagine that being a struggle, um, especially growing up. I have um, a friend that was Vietnamese, and her mom, um, she just knows broken English now, and so my friend only knew a little bit, and you know, it was hard. It was hard to communicate to her mom, you know, the how to pay bills and you know what things meant because she really didn't understand the fullness of the language. And right. I can imagine coming here at 10, not understanding everything, but having to try to figure it out and pick it up. Yeah. That had to have been really, really hard. So um, I, can, I, I see the great concept of your book, um, and that's such a great thing that you and your husband were able to join together to write it, and a lot of people don't know that there are Afro-Latinos. So yeah. <laughs> do, you, um, do you teach that? Is that something that's in the book as well? So in the book,
3: absolutely. Afro-Latino identity and culture is all up and through each page. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad that I'm able to share with my students because I do work at a dual language school with a large Latino, Hispanic, and black population within the student body. Good. Definitely that my students and their families were able to to gravitate to as well.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Now, have you, um, have you possibly been able to sell your book um, in bulk to other um, school districts or schools.
3: Yes, I have, which was always like a major shock to me because I'm just sitting there like, who ordered over 300 books? <laughs> <laughs> but um, in some of those cases with those major orders, I was able to do some virtual author visits to talk with those schools and the students. And it was just an amazing experience, a real blessing.
2: Yeah, yeah I think that your subject matter in your book will really open up a lot of doors because it's something that is uncharted. So thank you so much for writing
1: that. Now Kira. Um, yeah. This is the crazy one. This is Red and Red. Mm. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got something to ask you, and, and I, I, I promise you I have no one ever asked you this before. You ready, you ready for this?
2: No, I'm This I'm ready. is
1: a Powerless Exclusive. <laughs> If your husband, if your family is listening to this, this is an exclusive question right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. it's been you and your husband are together, Afro Latino, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was born in Jamaica. So would my, me and my wife would be Afro Jamaican?
2: No. <laughs> she said no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should see the look on her face here. She like, no. <laughs> no. I'm to know if that's how it works.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is, yes, that is my point. I'm trying to, you know. No, no, sir. We can't be team uh, Afro-Jamaican. No, sir. No. No, no, sir. Mm -mm. Okay. All right, well. And, you know, I have a different perspective um, being born and raised in America and then really realizing um, that I'm not really, as a African American woman, I'm not really welcome. I'm not welcome in America, and I'm, I wouldn't be welcomed in Africa. There's no continent that I would not receive some type of prejudice Yeah, from.
1: yeah. that's true. Right. Oh, no, that's true.
2: Um, I mean, for
1: to me, yeah.
2: me, definitely a
3: driving force for me as well because a lot of Latinos don't realize that they're black. Mm. Yes, there you go. That's <laughs> my point. Mm. That's my point. Say
1: that again, please. Say that again. A
3: lot of please. Latinos
1: don't realize that
2: they are black. Oh, yes. okay. okay. So when I during twenty twenty I was doing some research mm. and I found I found that when you um, look up Hispanics, they put a lot of them under Caucasian. They label them as white. And yeah. so when I was studying. 20, 20, and looking, yes. Mm-hmm. yes, and so when I was studying that and looking through that, I said, you know what? In reality, if we really did our deep test, mm-hmm. I think the Caucasian people would be
1: a minority, minority. That's right. why they don't want you to read. I keep understanding. <laughs> I keep going back to that. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think would be I think yeah. there would be a minority and I think that it would it would be devastating.
1: Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That 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 that's crazy. Now um, when you Oh my God! I don't know how to. I don't want to get um political with this. I really don't, and I'm trying to. So don't don't get. But <laughs> when I know an educator, because I know my my mother in law is an educator, professor for how many years? Thirty eight. Thirty eight years, you know, and she will correct me and go D, E, that you know. I say good or no? No, that's not it. Not that, no, but that's what educators do, you know. So you can prevent the English language the proper way, which is, it's, it's, um, which is no problem. I do, I do it to be funny and do it to be crazy, but sometimes you got to be careful with that because kids attach or try to copy anything that's out of the normal or slang that you don't understand what I'm saying. So, the question I want to ask you is this: Were you being an educator and an author, um, is it a tradition from the family? Was your grandmother, mother, Is it a traditional thing that's like, you know, if somebody's a pastor, PK, pastor kid, would your parents like that also? Are
2: they authors?
3: Are
1: they authors, yes. Or
3: educators? In regards to my parents, no, neither one of them um, worked in education or with um, anything with writing. But, yes, long down the line for generations, I come from many educators as well as ministers,
1: pastors and okay. All oh, that. <laughs> okay. No, not not. Now that I'm glad. Now that I'm glad you said that. Okay. I'm glad you said that. You opened the door for me. It ain't. It ain't my fault. Okay. Because you just opened the door. Okay. You just opened the door for me. Um. Because not only do we need educators in the classroom, which is a dire need, but we need educators when it comes to the Word of God. Mm, Hmm. You know, now have you ever do you have you ever thought about taught Bible study or, I don't know if you minister the word or preach the word or teach the Bible, you know, it's supposed to be taught. Have you ever done that?
3: So, as a teenager, I definitely worked in my church's um, children's church every Sunday. Okay. But currently, as a teacher, I am at a charter school. However, because with me being a mm-hmm. L.A. teacher. I'm allowed to teach world religions, and we do spend, you know, quite a few weeks on Christianity. Okay. <laughs> so I get to sneak okay. it there just, you know, just a little bit, but still following the rules.
1: Right. Okay. So you have to teach all the religions then because of the school, right?
3: So I focus um, mostly on the world's major religions, and obviously Christianity is still number one. Correct. <laughs> <All right. laughs> With and the most amen.
2: followers worldwide.
3: Um, But I really love that because I get to hear from students who have been quiet as a church mouse all year long, finally share in class discussions because, oh, this is my faith, and, you know, my family goes to church, and then they're asking me faith-based questions. You know, with some of my students in the past, I gifted them with Bibles for graduation to help them on their spiritual journey.
1: Amen. Amen. Now, Kira, I want you to, I want to ask you this question also. Um, If, this is an if, or what they call it when you just put up a scenario.
2: Okay. Now,
1: if you weren't an author, or I know you probably can't even picture that, or a teacher, but I'm just saying, what field, where do you think you could have possible went if you weren't like an author or a teacher? But we already count out being like Beyoncé, the singer. We already eliminated it. <laughs> you eliminated that, right? <laughs> so yes, just I, just I, <laughs> yeah, what what could you see yourself doing if you weren't an author or a teacher?
3: I would I think I would see myself doing something in, a, in entertainment, not Beyoncé, obviously, but something along those lines within the entertainment field.
1: Okay. Great. Great. Okay. 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 Um, now, now, Kiara, before I pass you over to, to Lady Kay, I want to let you know before the show is over, we're going to give you an opportunity to share your website, your social media, um, any dates, anything you got coming up and the book signing, whatever you have coming up, you can share it. Um, shout out to hubby, whoever is, is listening, if you want to shout out to them and let people know how they can get your book. Okay. Okay, how you get to book uh, there? So I just want to let you know. So one case before I pass for over to lady Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you speak? Um, are you bi-
2: bilingual? Bilingual. So I am
3: to a certain extent.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm definitely
3: reading and writing in Spanish because that's how I learned. Um, but okay. but speaking, I let Mister Fanya Ruiz do the speaking for me. Okay. <laughs> in okay.
1: I I I, I got. You. But before I let you go, I just want to let you know I'm, 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 trilingual.
2: No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're
1: going
2: to try it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I can speak Spanish. No. Como esta usted. Muy bien. Mi nombre es Rojo.
2: That's all, that's all okay. that you know. I
1: can speak English. No, you can't. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Okay, I so. can't get no love over here
2: <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question for you How long have you been married? Because I, you know A lot of people are saying marriage is dead And so how long have you been married And how did y'all meet?
3: So I have been um, We've been together for almost eight years now And married for almost six years
2: Yay! woo That's excellent. And how did
3: y'all meet? So, fun fact, Mr. Fania Ruiz used to be my manager when I was a waitress.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, Okay, Mr. Manager. Okay. (laughs) Uh That is excellent. That is excellent. So what is next? Do you have any more books? Are you doing a series? What's next?
3: So, currently, we just released our latest book, The Dominican Alphabet, which I'm very proud of because this time around, we co-wrote with our five-year-old son, Joseph. So, our five-year-old is now officially the mm-hmm. author.
2: Wow, that's excellent. So, yes. now, wh- wh- okay, how did your five-year-old write? Wow, yeah, <laughs> man, that's a good question. Mm-hmm.
3: So I remember when he was four and just seeing everything that was going on with our books, because at that time we had four books out and he asked, you know, well, mommy, I want to be a writer. What do I have to do? And you know, Mm. my heart was just so full. Like my baby wants to be an author, like his mommy. (laughs) So so I asked him, I was like, well, what is something that you would want to write a book about Joey? And he said zombies. And I said, come back to me with another idea.
0: (laughs) Wait
3: a minute. I like zombies. Let it write about the zombies. I was <laughs> like, it was a little too much for me in that moment. Yeah. So <laughs> it, uh, it was the book was actually Joseph's idea. So when he came mm-hmm. back to me after zombies was a no, a hard no. Um, <laughs> and he said, mm-hmm. well, can we write about the Dominican Republic where Poppy's
2: from? Okay. And we ran, we ran with it. <laughs> Excellent. Now, has he been there? Have y'all taken him the
3: no, there, there um, just yet? You know, the pandemic definitely dampened our plans to okay.
2: take our children
3: out to travel and you know meet my um, husband's side of the family as well, see where he grew up.
2: Hmm.
3: But it was just a nice experience for Joseph, especially because that during this time he was preparing for kindergarten, so practicing the alphabet was something that was already mm-hmm. happening.
2: Excellent. That's that's beautiful. So that's part of his learning experience. How, how he learned, <laughs> and that's excellent. Learning but while writing a book.
1: That's amazing. That, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so, lady, care, careful. I'll give you the opportunity <laughs> to share all the information. Um, do you have a title or anything coming up for the next book?
3: That's everyone's favorite question. I always tell people <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah.
1: I thought we was. I thought we I thought we was going to get a a power lift exclusive.
3: Everybody okay. thinks it's an exclusive, but <laughs> okay. but if it comes to the like, I, I got to get the people warmed up first. before I let you know. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. Let's do this. Give the our listen audience a title of the books that y'all have already completed.
3: So, currently, the books that we have out are the Afro-Latino Alphabet, as well as Counting Voté, which is another dual-language book. But instead of focusing on the Spanish alphabet, it focuses on the Spanish numbers 1 through 10. I also am the author of Black Girls Are and Black Boys Are, just those positive affirmations and um, empowering black children, because that matters, as well as the Dominican Alphabet, which is our
1: latest book. Okay. Praise the Lord. That's good. I, I, I love that. I do have one more question to ask you, but before I ask, I'm going to let you go ahead at this time and share with our listening audience, social media, website, how to get your book, how to purchase your book, and everything. So go ahead. Books, yeah, and shout out whoever you want to shout out to, okay?
3: Absolutely. So all of our books are currently available through Amazon as well as on our personal website, which you can find on our official book Instagram, the Afro-Latino Alphabet. That's our username. me. Um, for a shout-out, hi, Mom, <laughs> as well as my cousin Shay. Thank you, Shay. I love you. And all my other cousins and my sisters that I'm sure
1: are listening. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Okay. <laughs> now, I want to ask you this right here, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Have you ever been to Texas? <laughs>
3: No, but it is definitely on my list of places to go.
1: Okay. Well, when when you and Hubby come down, um, we can have the African-Latino and the African-Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> my wife just be hating.
1: I don't know. Just, yeah, Jamaican. Yeah, we call it Jamaican. Yeah. That'll that will work. Here's what I want to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a question I, I have for you. Right now, and I, this is another thing that I deal with working with youth, as far as especially male basketball, is the the putting down of ourselves and the putting down of each other. I think we are our own worst enemy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we call each other names, we talk about our black queens, we call them names We make videos, even people at the popular place. even women, even black women, and you know where I'm going with this, the music video, the rap video, they rap about stuff that's degrading that they do or want to get done, they talk about it themselves. How, once again, to put you on the spot with this, how do we combat that, people that knows better. You know, I know everybody can say the gen- generic thing like, oh, we'll just keep praying. We'll just keep praying. But how do you stop from shooting each other, calling each other the N-word, rap songs about what she's doing or he's doing or I want to do this, whatever? It, it has to be something. So if you just share with uh, if you don't want to share with the listening audience or just share with us, what do you see, or how? Because I don't. We, we can't just say, "Oh, well, let them just go ahead and keep doing it." We just we, we quit. We give up. How do you tell I me? Mean, what do you do? <laughs> Basically, go ahead.
3: So with me, the I always come. To the side of education. Um, recently, there was an incident where some of our middle schoolers were using the N word against each other. Mm-hmm. So I teacher that I am, I've posted up a picture on my smart board of a um young black woman being lynched.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I also played Nina Simone's Strange Fruit and we analyzed the lyrics together as a class. Mm-hmm. And when they realized the history behind the word, it definitely changed quite a few minds about utilizing that word.
1: Okay. Um, once again, ed- education is the key,
2: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for, for
1: all that. Yes, you know, um, I had to post a, uh, uh, it was a crazy video, but it was a Klan video, and he was sitting there like, we don't, we, we don't we're we not trying to kill black people, we're not trying to shoot them. We just send the guns to these neighborhoods and let they, t- they do the job for us, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a crazy video, but it's basically, break it down, it's facts you know it's it, it's literally facts, you know so it, it's just it's it's scary it's you know and like to said me working with kids and I see especially young black men in the sports, you know, a lot of testosterone when that's there, you know yeah. and I always tell always tell them, but I always send them to like YouTube and like watch how the old school guys handle themselves and watch how bill russell he, he could play basketball on the court. They don't want you to read about that, but they don't want you, you know they could win the championship, but eating at a restaurant or going, in know, drinking a water fountain in the front of the building was not happening, you know. So they don't have a clue about that. And so I just once once again I want to thank you for what you do because that's that's um, educating, that's um, and and we need it. Like I said, when I open up, when I am empowering our our, our youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I said this with my opening statement, when I look and I listen to the news and see people that's running for Senate and all these places and I'm listening to them and I'm like, can I run?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't, can <laughs> you know, I can, can I run? I mean, if someone like you, I would like, okay, Karen, run for Senate or run for governor because they are not, they don't come across as educator the person that i want in washington making decisions so to represent you know my my district or my state you know so it's just a sad case and like i say, i just thank god when when i talk to people like you and hear what you do it it, it gives me hope for the future you know and I just I just thank God for all that you're doing. And it, it might not be glamorous, mm-hmm. but I just want to let you know you can add two more fans to your fan page, Lady K and Reverend Red, because um, I love it. And I know her mom. If her mom is listening, my wife's mom, because she's an educator. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does love education. You have to read. You have to know. You have to present your words right and all that. You have to know how to speak, how to stand up. She's a very educated and smart woman. So I just thank God for you and and what you do now. Here's a question about little man. What's what's your son's name?
3: My son's name is Joseph.
1: Joseph. Okay, Joseph. Have have, have his dad gave him the coat of many colors yet? I'm just messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, do you think he will be able to write his book soon or?
3: Absolutely.
1: What's the, What's the okay? All right, because he has a desire for it, correct?
3: Yes, he does.
1: That's great. That's great. So he, you kind of, you kind of see yourself in him, huh?
2: I do. I really do.
1: At a young age. That's 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 beautiful. That's beautiful.
2: Well, I'm exci- I'm very excited that you have a series of books, and I know you're not finished yet. So keep on writing, and um, I just look forward to hearing about um, your whole family and the multiple series of positive writing that you will be doing in the future. So congratulations on your books and congratulations on your teaching career because that takes a lot of bravery. There's a lot going on in schools. So my question is, um, when you hear stuff like the Uvalde school, because that was completely unheard of before it happened, um, has your school gone into extra precautions because of it?
3: Oh, absolutely. The,
2: that's great. <clears throat> that's really devastating. You know, you don't expect something like that in the, to happen in an elementary school. So if it happens in the elementary then that you know people start thinking well it could happen in any you know any age any school
1: <laughs> so. amen amen good well lady kara we are about to close out for the night and thank you for all your input we are honored to have you oh but before i leave i got to ask lady kara uh,
2: oh,
1: a no. question you 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 love this one <laughs> lady kara you might have to use this in your class okay
2: mm. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay 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 um, i'm crystal i'm ready do you know why the library is the tallest building in the city
2: because it's full of lies
1: no because it has the most stories <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: oh oh my god get it you got the most stories yeah first yeah. so all yeah okay all right. yeah. Make sure you make sure you <laughs> you, you use that. One. <laughs> well, no, we thank God for you. We thank God for a listening audience. We thank God for all the input that you shared on 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 tonight. You know, as far as being educated, as far as reading, you know, and how to handle the temptation of all this world having video games, with cell phones. Nobody wants to open a book and just indulge themselves in a book anymore you know, because we made it so convenient to just look at videos and everything. So I just want to thank you for what you do and what you keep doing and bringing up the kids of our future, let them know their past, their present, and their future. So we are so thankful to have you on here. We thank and we shout out to Jared Ross one more time, you know, for the great work that he does with another great guest. And I hear that um, um, Shay is your cousin? Yes. Yeah. Shay Pham? Okay, yes. We yeah. was on her show <laughs> Yeah, so it was good to be. So I know you, you, you in a good family with good people. So once again, we thank you. anything, K? No, sir. Okay. So let me share some with you. Next Thursday at 8 p.m. Central.
2: 9 p.m. Eastern.
1: Same bat time.
2: Same bat channel. With
1: the same bat man,
2: Jerry Roy. Live,
1: join us yeah. here on Towers. <laughs> Amen. And you will be blessed with another great guest. So we thank our listening audience. We thank our amazing guests, and we will see you next Thursday at the same time. God Good bless night. you.
0: Good night. God bless. Good night. You're listening to Smart, the Worldwide Podcast. How I live, living in faithful truth. John 8 and 32 says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Power to lift you up, power to set you free, we need a power lift, the truth will set you free, living in faithful truth, receive the word you need, power of the gospel ministries, preach the word indeed, we here to help each other, witness the truth and protect each other, so we set aside ourselves so we can reach each other, so let your worship cry, let your praise out, now let the truth of you, release that holy shout.